And welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of True North Nerds. Yes. Yeah, that was my best Brent impersonation. Very good. Very oh, good Brent you. impersonation. <laughs> um, as you might be able to tell, there's just two of us here tonight. Oh, well, two of the best. Oh, yeah. I didn't say we were, you know, I didn't say we were the scrubs or anything like that. I said <laughs> just there was two of us. We, um, we gave Brent and Jen the night off. This is Jen's birthday week, and, well, it is Friday night, so I guess we could let them have a life and go out for yeah. dinner. Yeah, I I, I think uh, Jen deserves it. Yeah, she puts up with a lot, so. Uh-huh. She did she marry Brent. Live with Brent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't listen to this, so it's perfect. We can say whatever we want. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, so, in which case, we should introduce ourselves. Yep. I'm Kevin. Hi, and Kevin. And the voice you heard off the top, that's Ryan. That's me. Hello. Uh, hey, how's your week going? You know, I'm glad it's over. Oh. It's been a yeah. long week. Did you ever go back and pick up those print-offs that you printed and left on my table? Print-offs that I left on your table? The photocopy, the hundred photocopies you were making at lunchtime? I took them. I took okay. them when I printed them. No, there was a stack of them on the coffee table when I came back from lunch. Well, that's and weird because I took what I thought I'd, I thought I'd taken them all, but uh, you <laughs> know, people don't want to hear about our work, our work no, uh, problems. And, and we don't want to talk about work anymore either. No, except we had tacos today at work. That Ooh, was good. That was good. We did have taco lunch today, so and they and that gave was a good us nice boy. Water bottles for. For mm-hmm. Employee Appreciation Day. Yep. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Are you? Do you feel appreciated? Always. 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 Yes. Always. Um, but on a happier things. Um, yeah. So we haven't seen Dune two yet. We have not. So our just because of the way everybody's schedules have worked out. Uh, we will likely be seeing it over the next two weeks, so yep. we will be back next episode uh, with our Dune 2 recap, spoiler-filled review, which is good because it gives everybody two weeks to go out and see it. It does. Um, the early things I've heard, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard that as well. So... Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, I, I just, you know, life it gets in the way, and uh, we've had some weather. Yeah. So. <laughs> stupid, stupid March, March, February. This has been the weirdest winter ever. Oh yeah. I, I have not shoveled my driveway once because I look at the forecast and see, oh, it's going to be plus ten next week. <laughs> I don't need to shovel; it's going to melt. Yeah. No, I've. I've had to 
deal with some snow up to my up to my over my boots getting to my car both at work and at home and then the next day it's like yeah nothing mm. so welcome to barry you don't like the weather wait 20 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah um so i guess i'll hit you with some news kevin I almost okay uh, um, well, let's see. well i know sorry okay i'll try not to do it again <laughs> I'll um, if it happens. Yeah. So the first item in my news is something that's already out. Um, apparently, uh, Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom is available on uh, streaming. I think it's on Crave now. It is. I was on Crave this afternoon and saw it there. Oh. Uh, saw that it was there. There was a button that says "Here, watch this." So, hmm. uh, if if you have not seen, um, uh, that's me. I haven't Aquaman, seen it yet. Uh, you can watch it on Crave. I, I, it's, it's good. It's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not the movie that I think the DCEU wanted to go out on, but it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, uh, I might give that to watch this week, this weekend. I would recommend that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Ooh, some news out of Disney, Disney and Sony, uh, they struck themselves a deal where uh, Disney's going to be outsourcing the distribution of its home entertainment media mm. to Sony. Uh, so this means that Sony, the new deal sees Sony manufacture, distribute, and market DVDs, Blu-rays, and other physical media of Disney-owned releases. So Sony will be selling all of the Disney new releases and catalog of titles on physical media through various retailers uh, throughout North America. Uh, while Disney will continue to manage the digital versions of its media. Right. Well, you know, there are less and less places to buy physical media these days anyway. Like, I, I don't think even the major retailers are, are stocking nearly as many DVDs as they used to. I think yeah. Best Buy has pulled them. Like, they don't sell, they don't sell media at all anymore. They only oh. sell the hardware. It's just the last time I was in a Best Buy, they had, like, one two-sided rack like an, like an a-frame that was yeah and that was it and yeah walmart seems to depending and it's like depending on the walmart you go to you can still find a decent section but most of them nowadays i find it's like you get one bunker that's got new releases you got your cheap your your, your deal bins right and a little corner at the end of the of like the video game aisle that's got a few like seasons of stuff but then you got Toys R Us that's adding a whole HMV section now with DVDs and Blu-rays in it. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. And the way digital, like, some of this stuff's going, you know, I can see a resurgence in Blu-rays and DVDs. Just mm-hmm. for, especially for, like, you know, popular, like, certain movies, you know, or, right. you know, your favorites. Because right. you never know when it might get pulled off of whatever streaming service. Exactly. You would think that um, you would think that big things like every Star Trek series would still would stay on um, streaming, but you never know. Things get pulled at the blink of an eye yeah. or with the flip of a switch these days. So. Yeah. Well, like what was um, oh, what's the the cartoon? Star like Trek I, Prodigy. Prodigy. Yeah. Um, it, it did find a new streaming home. It's on um, Netflix. Yeah, but you would uh, but think it's sure. Star Trek. Why wouldn't it? Be st- why wouldn't Paramount keep it? Why wouldn't they keep going? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
sometimes it's cheaper to drop things, I guess. Yeah. Which, uh, have you heard about the whole um, thing? There's a movie that Warner Brothers Animation has made called um, Coyote vs. Acme. Yes, we've, we've Coyote, talked about it a few yeah, times I think here we on the have. show. That movie is finished, but it's never going to be released. Yeah. Can you believe that? Like, why would you not release a movie that test screenings have said is hilarious? Yeah. And they're just going to leave it in a vault somewhere. Uh, that doesn't cast, make any the sense. The cast all loves it. Anytime you anybody that has seen it says it's great. Um, I think Brent was mentioning to us the other day about there was a, some group online that was threatening that said they had a copy and was threatening to release it. Yeah. Yeah, he said that too. So, you know, with these kinds of things happening, you know, things get pulled in an instant. Yeah. Uh, but so, and, and, and I can, you know, I don't know the Disney is going to save, you know, it's one of these things that um, they're not going to lose money in this deal. With Sony. No. It's just no. their oh. stuff's still getting out there. They're paying Sony a licensing fee, and Sony's doing all the heavy lifting on it. Exactly, and then they keep their digital stuff for their for Disney Plus, and any other on demand that they want to put it on. So, you know, it's good on them for you know it makes sense business wise, but yeah, hmm. it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, well, on the other side of, we always have these talks of companies merging and stuff. Well, apparently there were talks between Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount Global to merge um but apparently those talks that have been going on for well over a year have halted uh warner brother discovery has halted the talks with paramount because uh i guess over the last year the paramount's stock price has dropped by 47 percent that's a lot it is and when you consider you know paramount and uh, paramount viacom which is sort of the the uh the mother, the mother company, they yep. own CBS, which is the num- yep. has been the number one television network in the states for years and years and years. Uh, you know, they have major franchises, including Star Trek, and uh, they own Nickelodeon. So they have all this, like anything from that studio is is a Paramount property. SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents and Ren and Stimpy. That's all, all Paramount. Like they have some huge huge ips um for them to be in such such a such financial difficulty but that's the kind of reality we're living in where you know mega yeah. corporations own everything and it's all down to what you how your stock's going mm-hmm. which you know if the stock's dr- price is down that's the perfect time for paramount to or for warner brothers to walk to step back and be like oh well you know We'll think about it. Maybe we'll talk later because it's like, you know, if they wait a bit and the, the price keeps going down, then they're, you know, then Paramount loses, it just loses more power out of it, right? Their bargaining <laughs> position is worsened. Um, hopefully, um, things turn around for them because I don't want to lose my Star Trek. I'm happy with, with Star Trek the way it is these days. I mean, plus they've got Yellowstone, which is a huge a huge hit for them on their streaming service as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think Paramount's going away anytime soon. No, no, I don't think it's going to go away, but you know, things could get cut 
things could happen and not get made, right? True, true. Not take chances on things. Um, but speaking of Star Trek losses. Yeah, um, the the newer Star Trek family had a major loss this week. Um, actor Kenneth Mitchell died. Uh, he uh, is known for pl- being on Star Trek Discovery. He played several Klingons, uh, including Cole, uh, Cole's father, Cole Shaw, and um, also uh, Tenevik, who was the Klingon who was in charge of the... Um, that that time travel monastery thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he played Tenevik. He also played a human. Uh, after the discovery made it to the 32nd century, he played Aurelio, who was... Um, he was uh, in a wheelchair, like a hover wheelchair. Okay. Um, uh, he was like the sidekick to the big evil guy who was like one of the big bads of season four. Oh, okay. I think, yeah. Uh, so uh, I have had a chance to meet Kenneth Mitchell at, um, I first met him at Mission Chicago when I went to that convention. Um, he, he was a wonderful actor. He had developed um, ALS um, or Lou Gehrig's disease. So that's the, that's the degenerative disease where your body just shuts down. So you end up being a perfectly alert, active mind in a body that cannot control itself any longer. Um, When I met him, I met him there and I met him at a Star Trek Las Vegas convention as well. He was already in a wheelchair, couldn't speak. He used um, he used a special computer tablet to communicate with people. Um, He's still a lovely, wonderful, funny, funny guy. who just, um, you know, it, it's a really sad, sad thing. Um, he um, he's married. He has two small kids. They're aged, uh, well, they're not that small, I guess. They're 12 and uh, 17. Um, and, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a loss to the Star Trek community because... He, I could have seen him being somebody who would be around in conventions for years and years and years. Um, he, he just uh, was a, was a super sweet guy, and he was uh, from Toronto. He was a, a Canadian actor, uh, and um, the other show you might have known him from. Do you remember the show Jericho? Yes, that was the uh, one where like everybody. Uh, uh, it was, like post, it was a no, post-apocalyptic. Like a post- yeah. Yes. So he played um, he played Skeet Ulrich's brother on that show. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So he was also in uh, Captain Marvel. He played Joseph Danvers, who I think is her father. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So he's been around uh, for a little while, uh, and yeah, it's... It's sad that uh, sad that we've lost him at such a young age. He was only forty-seven. Forty-nine. Forty-nine. Sorry. Yeah. No, that uh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, this week, um, the a great a great grouping of Star Trek fans is on the floating convention, Star Trek: The Cruise, along with a lot of Star Trek actors, including Sinequa Martin Green and. Uh, 
uh, who else is there? Nana Visitor, Denise Crosby, Gates McFadden. There's a ton of actors on this ship as well. And when it was announced that uh, Kenneth Mitchell had died, they had, a, I think they had a, no, they didn't have a moment of silence. They did a Klingon death shout for him. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like uh, that cruise is a bit of a, a good time. Oh, yeah, I think I need to go on that cruise sometime. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it looks really fun. And you get to know the actors uh, almost personally because there's no place for them to go. <laughs> You're on a boat with them, and they cannot leave the boat, and you cannot leave the boat, so um, you end up hanging out with them. So, um, I, uh, one friend of mine ended up, uh, he was, they had a trivia contest that was hosted by, I think it was, uh, the actor who played Trip on Enterprise. Okay. And it came down to a tie at the end, and my friend lost in a round of rock, paper, scissors. Ah. Uh, <laughs> should have been rock, paper, lizard, Spock. They had pirate night on the sh- cruise ship, as many cruise ships have pirate nights. Okay. Um, of course, being a Star Trek uh, cruise, there were lots of Orion pirates and oh, geez. <laughs> people wearing very little and painting themselves green. Um, yeah, so it, it really does look like a good time, and I do think I do need to go on uh, that cruise at some point. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, oh, so with this, uh, yes, yesterday was a leap year day, uh, yeah. February 29th. Uh, it also so happened to be the first day of official uh, filming for Superman Legacy. Oh. Which also coincidentally was Superman's birthday. Yes. Yeah, that was a gimmick that the that DC Comics created years ago to... Explain how that he could keep him from aging. Uh, oh, he only has a birthday every four years. <laughs> um, so then the other thing that got announced uh, with the announcement of the filming beginning, we have a new name for Superman Legacy. Uh, it is now just called Superman. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Superman Legacy feels like a title of the end of a franchise, not the beginning. Exactly. That's my thought. So it's like this is Superman's legacy. Like this is yeah. this is the beginning. So it should just yeah. be Superman. Yeah. Superman Genesis. <laughs> they could have called it Superman. Well, you can't call it Man of Steel. Well, they could have they could have gone Superman Man of Steel because there's been a Man of Steel and there's been a Superman. Yeah. I but, uh, I will. Uh, I saw a photo of the cast. Yeah, and they look great. Um, and they're adding some interesting characters uh, for a Superman film. So I'm intrigued. I I am really looking forward to the beginning of the of uh, the James Gunn DC universe. Yeah. Uh, and so also with the beginning of the filming, we now know who Perry White will be in this movie. Uh, they have cast Wendell Pierce. Yes who you might remember was in the Amazon Prime Jack Ryan series. Yes. Yeah. He was like Jack's handler friend, right? Yeah, he was just like, yeah, well, even this, he, I don't know, was he, would you call him his handler? 
I think in the books or in the maybe a handler, like co-worker, you know, fellow CIA guy. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he becomes like the assistant director, I think, of the CIA. But uh, yeah, great actor. I loved him yeah. in those shows. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. I'm talking about things that have started filming. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, Selena Gomez shared on Instagram that Only Murders in the Building season four has started production. Yes. Did you hear about the new set, like where the new location? They are filming a few episodes in Los Angeles, so the show is yeah. leaving New York for the first time. Uh, Meryl Streep is back uh, in season four. Oh, that's good. And um, there are three high-profile newcomers added to the ensemble this year: uh, Molly Shannon from Saturday Ooh. Night Live. Wow. Well, okay, so she was on before. Wasn't oh she? yes, I, was she? She's the other podcaster. No, no, that was Tina Fey. That's Tina Fey. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Eva Longoria from Desperate Housewives. Okay. And Eugene Levy. Oh, jeez, nice. <laughs> when does Rick Moranis show up on this? That's what we. That's who needs to come back. Oh, Rick Moranis is still not acting, is he? I know. I don't. I don't think he's necessarily come back. Yeah, but. He should come out of retirement to be in this show. And Ghostbusters. He should, but yeah. I don't think he will. No. Um, ooh, so we got in a little season four of The Boys update. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will be premiering on June 13th with a three-episode uh, release. Okay. Uh, I did see one headline, or it might have been a clickbaity article. I didn't read the whole thing. Um, it sounds like it may have already been approved for a season five before season four has even come out, which at this point doesn't surprise me with the, with the boys. It's kind of one of those, it's an Amazon franchise at this point. Right. They don't, it's not like the seasons are that long, so. No, no, I, you know, I've never watched the boys. It's on my to watch list. I just haven't gotten there yet. Yep. Um, and then uh, in the last little bit of, oh, they started finally filming this. Apparently, they've started product, uh, filming the new Tron movie, Tron Ares. Ooh. Um, they even, they, they sent two pictures at one looked like a director's chair. Or like one of those like actor, you know, those chairs with a logo on it. And then the yep. other one was uh, someone in a Tron type costume. Interesting. Whatever this will be. But yeah. So it's happening. Yes, it is. Uh, one last thing. There was yep. a new trailer for Star Trek Discovery Season 5 that oh, just came out. I haven't uh, watched that yet. In the last few days. Uh, the new season will start on April 4th. Oh, nice. It's about time. This is the one that's been filmed for like over a year, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and the cast didn't know it was the last season until they were finished filming, and then they had to go back and do some pickups. Um, to end the show so okay well at least they did that then they didn't uh, just yeah 10 episodes uh 10 episodes in the last season in the final mm. season um all your favorites are back michael burnham saru stamets tilly culber book uh, so yeah and i think um we might see more with um Saru and his little Vulcan love love match there. Ah, oh, that's good. I like that story part. So 
I do too. And then after that, we don't know what the next Star Trek to come out will be. There might be uh, um, a Lower Decks um, season this year, I would think. And Strange New Worlds, uh, I do know um, from a friend who lives in the area that Star Trek has been filming at Balls Falls Conservation Area in the Niagara Peninsula. Nice. So um, uh, there's, there, they are currently filming season three of Strange New Worlds. Uh, I think they're hoping for that to come out at the end of the year. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's it for my news. That's Do you have all anything I got else? too. Not that I could think of. Okay. I've slipped mine in. So I think the rest of it's pretty much just going to be a little bit of us talking about stuff. Nothing in particular. Yeah. No. Um, neither one of us could remember if we brought this up last week or not, but uh, from the comic book side of things, uh, DC and Marvel announced they're going to be doing, uh, uh, releasing some of their crossovers in like, these little it. omnibus books. I <laughs> love those little crossovers. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, those were fun. Um, the first one I ever read, I don't know, what was the, what was the first DC-Marvel crossover you ever read? Probably... The su- Spider-Man Superman one. Oh, the original. The one yeah, from like, the but like, but like reprints yeah, of it. Of course. Yeah. I don't. Th- other than that, um, maybe a few pieces of the amalgam stuff. Like, uh, right. I did. I know. I did own and probably still do Super Soldier, which was the the combined Superman and Captain America character. Mm-hmm. And I might have had the last issue of Amalgam of that crossover for some reason. Right. But other than that, I've never read any of the the DC Marvel crossover stuff. Oh, the very it just first wasn't one, on my radar. The first one I recall reading was from the '80s, and it was the X Men Teen Titans crossover. Okay. Um, it was kind of fun because they just basically assumed that the two universes had always been one and that the the titans and the x-men had just never crossed paths um <laughs> they ended up fighting both dark side and the dark phoenix dark side tried to use dark phoenix as a as a um you know a, a power source for him yeah um, okay the weird thing about it though was it's a great book uh it was written and drawn by um Oh God! Uh, he did all the Thor stuff. Was that, it Perez or Simonson? No, it, no. Oh, okay. It was it was Walt Simonson. That's who it was. Yeah, Simon, Walt, Simon, Walt Simonson wrote and drew it. Um, so the the crossover didn't have any input from the current X Men or Titans creators at the time, who would have been <laughs> Perez and Wolfman from Titans and yep. Claremont and Byrne from the X Men. Uh, it was Walt Simonson and it was, it was fun. Uh, and it was just kind of a, just a, a great little, um, team up book. That was my very first one. Nice. Yeah, no, yeah. I've never really gotten into, I guess, you know, like I said, back then, a lot of, all I was really collecting was Superman. Right. And I could only afford so many books a month. So I just didn't get on board on those big crossovers or even it was just wasn't on my radar. Yeah. Right. Uh, there was the big uh, full universe crossover, Marvel versus DC, where um, fans got to vote on which characters won some battles, mm-hmm. which led to some 
really interesting. Uh, there was even one that I think was shown off panel because I don't think the creators could figure out how to do it. Like I think that I think the readers voted that Storm would be able to take out Wonder Woman. Hmm. And so they were just like, oh, I don't know. We'll just uh, push that over there. Yeah. That happened off screen, kids. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, that was a fun, it was a fun book. Peter David wrote that, as I recall. Okay. Hmm. And that was, that was sort of before the amalgam stuff. Yeah. And so it's what, they're putting out two collections. Yes. One with the amalgam stuff. And one with the crossover stuff. Okay. Hmm. So the crossover book includes Batman, Captain America, Batman, Daredevil, Batman, Punisher, Lake of Fire, Batman, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Batman, uh, Darkseid versus Galactus, The Hunger, Green Lantern, Silver Surfer, Unholy Alliances, Incredible Hulk versus Superman, Marvel and DC present featuring the Uncanny X-Men, the New Teen Titans, number one. Marvel Treasury Edition number 28, DC Special Series 27, Punisher Batman Deadly Knight, Silver Surfer Superman number one, Spider-Man Batman one, Superman Amazing Spider-Man number one, and Superman Fantastic Four number one. And you just do all that right off the top of your head. Wow, I that's did, impressive. thanks to the great listing on DCComics.com. <laughs> oh, so there you go, kids. Run out to your local comic book store and get that someday. Yeah. It is, it, they'll, they'll be published on August 6th. Hopefully. Because comics always come out on time. Of course they do. They never get delayed. I love, no, okay, here's a question for you then, Ryan. Yep. Uh, if you were going to have a Marvel-DC crossover today, what two characters would you cross over? Ooh, um, that's a tough one. Uh because I can't think, I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm mostly reading Spider People, and I'm not really reading any DC. Mm. Um, so, of books I'm reading, actually, this might be an interesting pairing. Poison Ivy and Spider Gwen. Oh, that would be interesting. Because the Poison huh. Ivy book has been good and consistent, as well, you know, yeah. and I always love reading Spider Gwen, so I think that would be an interesting book. Yeah. I think, um... There are so many spider people now. Yeah. What if you did like a, a so what do they call it? Um, how about um, Spider Verse Superman family? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking like a Miles and Jonathan, like Superman Jonathan team up yeah. would be interesting. Yeah. And it would but be a nice contrast to the, you know, because we've done Peter and Clark. So getting but, Miles and Jonathan would be interesting. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many super people these days, yeah, and so many spider people these days that you could you could populate a, a whole neighborhood with super <laughs> spider people. Yep, that could be fun. Or uh, I I find the Marvel universe feels so gritty and dark these days. I, I keep trying, and I look at the books and. Nothing jumps out at me as something I really want to read. Um, I'm reading a lot of DC stuff these days, so uh, I know what's going on over there a lot more than I know what's happening on the Marvel side. Yeah. But um, uh, right now, the top two teams would be like Avengers and Titans. Like that could be. Yep. Yeah. Interesting as well. 
Yeah. With all the, oh, I guess I'm reading a little bit of X-Men, but the, they're all falling apart right now. Right. Right. Uh, I don't, maybe our listeners should write in and let us know. There you go. Yep. Use our social media. Tell us what DC and Marvel characters you want crossed over these days. Um, ooh, what are you watching was, on TV these days, Ryan? I was just going to say, have you watched Bad Batch? I am not quite up to date. I've watched so the, first, the first three. I haven't watched number three yet. I've watched oh, okay. two. Because it, it came out with three yeah, the first I, week. Yeah, I was four came out. Oh, okay, that happens. I'm falling asleep for week one, and I haven't gotten around to it this week. <laughs> well, and that's one thing I did find with the. It's like I understand why they dropped the first three, mm-hmm. because the first like really t- all if they had just come out with one episode, it'd been like this is how you start in your season. Yeah, like, there's not. It's it's a build up. It's not. Yeah. They're, they're laying the foundation for stuff. Um. I kind of get the feeling, and Brent echoes this, it's almost like the last season of Rebels where it's like, okay, the, you know, it's going to be a bunch of episodes of getting people together, putting pieces in place for the big finale. Right. Now, this show takes place before Rogue One and before the original trilogy, right? Oh, well before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like before... Before Rebels, before right, um, before you know, you could probably even put them you know, before Solo, right? Because this is like maybe a year after the you know, within maybe the first year of the Empire. Yes, the whole series so far, like I don't know how long, maybe two, like you know, how long have they been air quotes free, you know, or at least being mercenaries, right? Like, right, so maybe a year. Two tops. True. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this all wraps up. Who's left standing. Right. I don't think many people from the Bad Batch are going to be alive at the end of this show. What about Omega? Uh, I I think Omega will make it out. I don't think... I think... And I think either Wrecker or Hunter will survive. And I think that's it. I don't see Crosshairs being alive. Uh, we already know, well, we assume from last season, Tech's, at, Tech's dead. Yes. And I, um, shoot, the other one that's gone off with Rex, he may survive, but he'll be off doing Rebel planning stuff and then right. fall off the table because he's not around in Rebels. Right. So it'll be interesting to see. I can kind of see Omega and either Hunter or Wrecker at going back and like after everything's said and done and they lose their friends, just go to that island and just live with those people and be like, okay, we're done. We're out. Right. Now I'm looking at some online articles about it. Um, so spoilers for season three of, uh, of Bad Batch. Uh, so we're talking about Project Necromancer, which is seems to be uh, they're trying to be able to clone force powers into people. Yeah. So that's the second time we've heard of this project. The first time that name drop got dropped was in Mandalorian. Right. When they were talking about um, 
shoot, they said his name, ends up being the the the, the bad guy from the First Order. His father, they, yes, was running it at that point, and that he, you know, was they're working on that, which you know, Project Necromancer is what leads to the return of the Emperor. Right. So the article I am looking at is connecting that Project Necromancer to Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Because that would mean that this clone of Palpatine's son would be Ray's father. Um, well, yeah, well, we don't know. Well, I guess we assume that uh, we don't know where Palpatine's son came from. Right. If he's a clone or if he's an actual son. They've never really talked about that. Or if it was even a son or if it's a daughter. Right. We don't know what that connection is. Right. I don't think it was her parents. But yeah, all we know is she's Palpatine's granddaughter, right? Ugh. I yeah. hate that storyline. I wanted um, her to but... just be a nobody. <laughs> Um, but yes, we, but in the end we do know that, you know, Palpatine, yeah, Palpatine's a clone, just like before him, um, oh my god, the bad guy from the Rise of, uh, from the first two movies. Kylo Ren? No, Kylo Ren's master. Oh, um, uh, Snoke? Yes, thank you. Wow, brain fart. Uh, <laughs> Snoke is a, is, was a, a, a failed clone a or just another, clone, that's... uh, Right. A, a created just a body like something that was created by Palpatine and that program, right? But uh, yeah, the, the yeah, Project Necromancer leads to Palpatine coming back in Rise of, in the uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I I need to go ahead and watch the next two episodes of Bad Batch because you're right, the first two just they were very static, like we were sort of trapped in this place. Yeah. Um, and so I, I want my Star Wars to be more expansive than that. I want them to go to places. So uh, that is why. Uh, yeah, I, not that I wasn't going to not watch it, but no. I, I need to. I need to do it. Um, episode two, is that the one with, with the Hunter dog. and Wrecker? Oh, that's the one yeah. with the dog. Yeah, and the dog too. And the dog. Okay, so it's maybe it's episode three then. So you haven't seen it. It's just been Omega. I'm trying to remember which and, and her her stuff and so Crosshair. Far. Yeah. Okay. So episode three is a Hunter and Wrecker episode then. Okay. That you haven't seen. It has some interesting stuff in it. So I won't talk about that right now because you haven't watched it. But okay. Um. But yeah, no. Uh, the episode four from this week was a good one. It's kind of, but you know, it's. Kind of, I guess the first four episodes are like okay, and I, I'm looking forward to episode five because now it's like okay, cool, things are in place now. Let's go. Right, things happen. Let's go. Um. Ooh, did you watch any of Last Airbender yet? No, I've oh. never watched the animated series either. So oh, I no? oh I know. okay. I, I've heard so many great things about it. I yeah. don't want to. Um, I don't want to sort of spoil it by watching this live action show, which I hear is pretty good, but it's no um, animated series. Yeah. See, I hear people kind of poo pooing it. I loved it. I think you oh, know, good. the live action show 
can't be the exact same as an animated series. No, of course not. Especially when, like, an animated series, like, the first, like, each season was, like, 20 episodes. You're not going to get that in the live action. And you're going to get, like, 8 to 10 episodes and maybe, like, 4 or 5 seasons if you're lucky. So if you want to tell your story, there's, you know, you got to trim some fat. You're not yet, you know, some filler episodes are going to have to go. Yes, but of course, some of the people that have been cast in characters are just like, wow, yeah, that's perfect. That's a great fit. That's a great person. Um, they are, are, are uh, Toronto's own. Um, oh, what? You know, uh, f- Paul Hun Sun yes. Lee. Yes, uh, is a great uncle hero. He's great in it. It's like, oh, the like great casting, perfect casting. I knew it was going right. to work from the beginning, and it, yeah, he just he knocks it out of the park. Um, there's points in it that you know, there's some there's goofiness, like in the series. There's there's feelings like in the cartoon series. Um, I just really like. I think it's a really good take. So I think it's not like beat for beat the exact same thing. But it gets it. It's right. like you can watch this and be like, oh, I see this from the cartoon. Unlike with the movie where it was like everything was just jammed in there and it was just horrible casting. But yeah, there's, uh, yeah, no, it's, I liked it. Uh, a few little things that they did that were like really set the tone for me. In the first episode, they had like an extended uh, opening sequence. Okay. And it's the same thing as the opening of the cartoon where they can see the different airbenders doing like their little martial arts things and they go water fire like they did that but with people oh. and then the the end credit music is the same end credit music as the cartoon so when it ends it ends the exact same way as the cartoon did like just that same music comes up and it was just like oh yeah this is this is avatar this is the last airbender it's like oh it just tickled those nostalgia buttons for me. Cool. Yeah, I need to... It is on my list. I will get to it eventually. See, it's one of those... You could watch the live action, I think, and enjoy it for what it is, and then go back right. and watch the cartoon okay. and be expanded. But like, if you didn't want to wait... Yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting to hear what your take is. Like, If you sit without the knowledge and to sit down and watch the live action and, and see what you think of it. It's on Netflix, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, or, well, yes, it is. Yeah. Perhaps I, I should do that. that. You know what I've been watching lately, it, partly in anticipation of an upcoming show, and also because it's on my nerd list, is um, X-Men, the original 94, 92. Ooh, the, the 97 cartoon or whatever? Well, the, the it, 90s cartoon? It started in 92. So, yeah, yeah. I've watched the first three episodes of it. Um yeah, it it's fun. It's they they just start right away. They throw everything at you. They, oh, yeah, because it uh, starts with Ju- the whole with Jubilee and Sentinels, doesn't it? Yes, Jubilee is uh, her her foster father registers her yeah. the registration program, and that causes Sentinels to show up. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since I watched that. Like I own a few of those seasons on DVD. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they're all on Disney Plus. So I, I remember starting at one point, I decided I wanted to watch some of it, but I just jumped right into the Phoenix Saga. Ah. So I was like, I wanted to see what their take on that was. And the then fun, kept going. 
one of the fun things is it was one of those 90s cartoons where they weren't allowed to use guns. So even like the um, the the government agents have like zap lasers. Zap lasers. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also oh, I remember there's that episode, the uh, the apocalypse episode that's got that uh, that memeified image of Rogue. Yes. And that's one thing I've seen people complaining when they've seen shots from the trailer for the new series and you see like a back shot of Rogue and they're like, no, what have you done to her? Because it doesn't doesn't uh, seem to have the same caboose that she had in that in the old <laughs> cartoon. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, no, that's one. I, that's one of those ones I'd want to. And I think we talked about it here. Uh, rewatch at least the last couple of episodes. Yeah, to see if how close of a pickup like it is to the in the new show, and that comes out at the end of the month, doesn't it? Yeah, so I don't know if I'll get through the whole series by the oh, end of the month. No, but yeah, because there were like sixty-five or a hundred episodes of it. Yeah, I think there was. I think there's five seasons. I believe so. Yeah. Well, it yeah. started in ninety-two, and this is X Men ninety-seven. So yeah, so it's four or five. Yeah. Um. So we got that coming out. I'm so looking forward to the new Ghostbusters movie at the end of the month. Yes, I know you are. I, can, you I see... can't. Oh, go ahead. I can't wait to see Dune. I was going to change the oh, subject. Yeah. Go ahead, oh. talk about Ghostbusters. I know just, how much you love it. No, just did you see some of the merch that they have the the, the movie yes. theater merch? So I posted this out there because I saw it. There's a shoulder buddy that is a mini Stay Puft marshmallow. Oh, man. fun. So yeah, I'm gonna need, and it's a, it's available at Cineplex in Canada. Nice. So I'm gonna have to find one of those, and then wear them around at the comic book store and take pictures with them, and it'll be fun. But yeah, no Dune two, Dune Part two looks great. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I missed out. I saw, I didn't see the first one on the big screen. I streamed it because it was came out during COVID, and uh, it was a of same release on through crave and stuff or whatever that weekend. Um, so I watched it at home instead, but right. seeing that movie on the big screen with the sandworms and the vastness, it'll be great. Yeah, it'll be fun. Fun, fun. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, we don't have them here. We can talk, talk to who, if we want. And Star Trek, because they haven't watched any of that stuff, and they're not going to listen to this. That's true. Um, Your bud. The the four Doctor Who um, specials that we got before Christmas, or and the one at Christmas, uh, Chef's Kiss. Those were oh yeah, so fun, so fun. It was great having David Tennant back. Um, and now he's out there still existing in the Doctor Who universe because we've got. Multiple doctors. That yes. whole splitting of the doctor. It's like, huh, okay. Interesting. What, what? Yeah, what? He, uh, I, I think the first idea that they had was, what if we have David Tennant team up with a future doctor? And then it was, how are we going to do that? Oh, we'll just split him off. That That's interesting. That was a quite, quite an interesting regeneration. Yeah. Because like, I don't know, you're 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 more in tune with the Who Who verse fandom. 
what were people's thoughts on that really what were the take what was the big takeaway did people on board or so i listened to a couple of doctor who podcasts including um radio free scarrow which has been running for oh 20 years almost oh, wow that show. Uh, it's three guys out of western canada who who do it uh nice. and, they, and they loved it uh and, and so did the uh the podcasters on Verity, which is an all-female Doctor Who podcast that I listen to. Uh, so, in the, it's just like any kind of fandom, in certain circles, in sort of enlightened circles, mm-hmm. uh, it was seen as a very good thing. Um, in the, this is not the way Doctor Who. Uh, and the part of the internet that likes to ruin everything and why we can't have nice things. Exactly. It was a it was a terrible, terrible mistake. Um, that, that was a mistake. The uh uh Pipe was it Piper? Is that their name? What was uh, uh what was um the daughter Oh Rose. Rose, not Piper. I was thinking then Rose is you know, that whole story beat and everything. It's like, yeah. That part of the you know, the internet, part of the internet, just like, oh, Doctor Who's too woke now. Uh huh. Yeah, there was some of that, but again, I try to avoid that. Oh yeah. Um, I thought it was lovely, and um, I thought the actor was lovely who played Rose. Uh, the people that complain that Doctor Who is too woke, that X Men '97 is too woke, that all this stuff is that Star Trek too is woke, too woke doesn't clearly has never understood any of those franchises. Yeah. Cause they've always been things about like X-Men. It's always been a point, like a spot for storytelling of using the analogy of oppressed people. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, African-American and the color it's sexist sexism stuff or what it's, it's a place to tell stories of an oppressed people. And work, you know, and all Star Trek. It's about that optimistic future where none of that's an issue. Like you go back to this uh, next gen episode where they go to the planet where there is no gender, but then they find out, you know, some of the people do feel a gender, and then they get ostracized or re-educated. Um, it just, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah. And Doctor Who, Doctor Who has been always been a big time sci-fi. You know, science fiction period has been a place to shine the light on her faults as a society, as a yeah. as a as a race, as a hu- as as a, as Earthlings. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. Um. Some people just don't want to live in the twenty first century. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what do you think of the new Doctor? Um. In that episode, my what we've seen him so far. So far, so good. Well, we I'm had, on board. You know, we got the team up with the with the um, with David. Oh, because we did have the Christmas episode, and then there too. was the Christmas yes. special as well. I really liked the Christmas special. I like his, I like uh, the 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 uh, the companion, Ruby Sunday. Yeah, and her family. Yeah, Grandma was great. Yeah, um, I thought that was just a great episode. When is someone going to bring my tea? Yeah. What is someone going to do around here to get a cup of tea? <laughs> but to die? Yeah, no, that was, uh, it was a solid first, like, special. I'm looking forward yeah. to more adventures with them, this I pair. I think it's coming in May. 
I That's believe uh, Doctor Who. Oh, I hope so. I like that now. You know, we've, we're coming back out slowly, working our way out of the the drought of the the, the post the COVID times and then the strike times, and we're slowly yeah. starting to get stuff again. It is uh, May. May is when uh, series. Well, some people are calling it series fourteen. Um, apparently Russell T Davies, who's the current showrunner is calling it season one. Hmm. Yeah, I can uh, understand. Part of it is because Disney. Yeah. Um, they and when you start calling things season 15, 14 and then people are like, Oh, well I can't watch it. I, I, I don't have especially time. Especially when Disney doesn't have the first 14 seasons. Yeah. Um, they're on Amazon right now here. Uh, uh, I own, I think like half of them. I've got the David Tennant run of Eccleston, Tennant, and Smith. I've owned those. Right. Oh, it should be. I'm looking forward to it. I think. Yeah. I, I think Shudigawa is a great choice for the Doctor. I think it'll be very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So. And then you said that comes out in May, where we may have mentioned it before here, but in May, that's uh, you know May is known for Star Wars Day, May the Fourth. Oh, true. And that weekend, or at least May the 4th, I believe, um, The Phantom Menace is coming back to theaters. Because we're getting old. 25 years. 25 years since that movie came out. Yeah. I think we may have talked about this last week. Now it's kind of reminding me that we mentioned the the podcast scenes and stuff like that. Well, because I just rewatched that movie not long ago. Like within the last couple of weeks, I watched it. And I remember I said, it's inoffensive. Yeah. 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 I, I, I did not have a problem with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Depending on the screenings and the time frame, I could be compelled to go and see that on the big screen again. I've seen it in 3d on the big screen. I've seen it in regular release. Might as well go back and see it again on the big fancy reclining chairs. I remember lining up to see it. When it opened, um, a friend of mine had gone to a midnight screening the night before, and then he he did that spur of the moment because we had pre-bought tickets for opening night. And uh, I remember being in line at the South End Barry Cine- Cineplex. That theater was almost brand new at the time. Yeah, it would have been. And uh, I remember watching that movie and people are going crazy there were tons of people with lightsabers there and a few mm-hmm. people were in costume and uh, and then at the end when the movie was over and people were cheering i just sort of sat there and said to my buddy what the fuck did i just watch i have no idea what happened <laughs> in that movie. part of it though was because that movie had the unfortunate um, timing of coming out just a couple of weeks after The Matrix, which uh, blew my mind at the time. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Star Wars just didn't, it didn't hold up. Yeah. Uh, now, but I didn't... now I'm less, I'm less... Uh, cynical? Cynical about it. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars yeah. are movies, are family movies. Star Wars movies are family movies. Kids yeah. have to enjoy It should be fun. Yeah. It should be fun movies that sell toys. Um, now, I didn't see... So I didn't see The Matrix in theaters. I didn't see that until... Uh, I actually I watched it on New Year's Eve 
1999. <laughs> but because uh, I stayed home with my girlfriend because we didn't want to, you know, she was a little afraid about, you know, the whole, she was believing some of the hype of 2020. Oh, 2020, 20, 2000, uh, 2000, and all the planes were going to fall out of the sky and everything. Yeah. So we just stayed at, at home and watched movies. But uh, I had to stop it. She got scared of the scene with like the bat, the human batteries and all that, like the fields. Oh. So we had to stop it. I ended up having to watch it the next morning myself, by myself. <laughs> anyway, to Star Wars. That uh, I saw that one at the Roxy Twin Theaters in Midland. Ooh. Which I was surprised. So that was one of those first ones. Like it was, it was a digital cut or a like digital movie. You were only supposed to get it if you had a certain projectors and all this stuff. One of the, like the newer movie theaters. And I, Midland had just gotten recently a Cineplex. And I don't know, for some reason, I, had, I don't know, maybe the tickets were more expensive there. I had it in my head that, like, no, I don't want to go to Cineplex and see this movie. Yeah. And see movies because it's too expensive. I want to support the small theater while it's still around. Yeah. Which still, like, it wasn't small. The, those ones were the, the style of like the big long theater where like the seats kind of go dip and then come back. Yeah. Right. So, but the, the owners end up, they got a copy of it. So we ended up going, my girlfriend and I going and seeing it at, at that theater. So that was when I saw that the, yeah, the Phantom Menace. I saw that at the Midland Roxy theater. I missed, Penetang used to have a, the Penn Twin Theaters, which was great. I remember seeing all kinds of movies there growing up. That's where I saw Ghostbusters. That's where mm. I saw Transformers, the movie. I never uh, went to the movies as a kid. Uh, we I, lived I mean, outside of town. My parents weren't really movie people, especially not the kind of movies that I would have liked. Oh, um, yeah, no. I didn't go a, a I never lot. saw any of the original Star Wars movies. Oh, no, in, yeah, I never saw in any theaters. of them in theaters. Um, I remember seeing some cartoons. I remember seeing like Charlie Brown at the oh, yeah. Geneva, mm-hmm. which was a one-screen theater with a balcony in Aurelia. Uh, and then there was uh, the Raggedy Ann and Andy movie. I remember seeing that. But the one movie, the movie that I remember having the biggest effect on me, I was 11 years old when I sat at the Aurelia Cinema 3 and watched E.T. Oh, there you go. That movie. That was the movie. Mm. I think I saw... I feel like I may have seen E.T. in theaters, but I don't know if I saw it in its first run or the second run. It came out in 1982. Yeah, so I wouldn't have seen it in theaters in 82, because I was two. (laughs) Now, with that said, I did see Ghostbusters in theaters in 84? When I was four, so <laughs> which we've documented on this podcast multiple times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's some good movies coming out. Yes, there are there's some good stuff coming to TV and streaming. Yes, there is lots of stuff for us to talk about for the rest of the year. Yep, yep, there is. Well, we're coming up on an hour here, Ryan. Should we move along to our geek picks? Sounds good to me. You got you any? Have- I do. Go for it. Um, so you know how I've been loving DC um, DC Unlimited, and I've been reading tons of comics on there. Yes. I want to point out one issue that I just I just read it today, and I'd heard about it, but I didn't realize how cool it was. It is 
Nightwing, issue 105, by Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. Have you read this? Is this the first person issue? Yes. The title of it is You Are Nightwing. And the only time you, you ever see Nightwing is when he's looking at himself in a mirror or he's reflected in a glass because the point of the story is you are Nightwing. And people are look like the characters are looking straight at you when they're talking to Nightwing. Um, it's on, on the surface, it's really just a fun um, superhero girl go out on the oh, you cut it the there. I, only heard you, I didn't, I didn't oh. hear something what you said it's a good superhero and then you cut it's it it's a fun the... superhero story okay uh, nightwing and nightwing and batgirl um out on patrol in bloodhaven um you know when they you know encounter uh, some crime and things things there's an adventure it's a romp uh but it really is a cool way to tell a story i wouldn't want to see this all the time but uh this issue of nightwing was was now the run of nightwing tom taylor's run on nightwing has been really great but if you want to just read a great one and done uh comic book story nightwing 105 you are nightwing yeah and i i really i remember looking through it when it first came out um when uh, grabbing it off the news off the, the the stands in the store uh but because it's just really well drawn, like it's tough it to keep that look and that thing, that that feel throughout that whole book because it's not something you normally do. Uh, I love the part where he's like, yeah, he's breaking through the window. Yeah, but it's, so you see his him his reflection as he's coming into it. Like that's that was yeah. that was really well done. I also love that people ca- keep calling him Mister Wing. He's like, <laughs> it's one word, Mister Wing. It's one word. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's it's a lighthearted superhero romp, you know if if Batman is too grim and gritty for you, uh, night give Nightwing a ch- a chance. Uh, it's really a fun read. How about no, you? I, Have you thought of a geek pick? Uh, yeah, I struggled to, but I I I I'll pick one out. Um, the new Alien comics Ooh. have been really good. Like, there's just yeah. they keep doing they they'll do a few issues or whatever like a six issue arc and then they'll stop and then they'll renumber it and they, so like it's not real long arcs or, or numbering so you can kind of pick up pick up an issue one and start reading it and it's a new story. Um, so I started the one of the the current one I've been kind of reading on my lunch breaks on Saturdays I've been grabbing issues off the shelf, uh, and it's been pretty interesting. It's like people returning to a, a world where people were there uh like years before and then obviously you know got killed by aliens and there was like one survivor and now that survivor's grown up and has been hired by the company to go back because they want their you know their property and of course the, the, like all the bad uh, the bad companies and aliens always they want their samples of aliens and it's right. really well drawn lots of people are dying in the aliens the robots are being weird like they always are and uh, if you're an Aliens fan, I highly recommend Marvel's Aliens comics. Cool. I've, I've actually heard good things about Marvel's whole line of Fox-branded comics. This isn't oh, the Predator any. ones have been good, too. Yeah. And, and Planet of the Apes I've heard good things about. That's one I haven't read, so I can't say. Uh, um, um, 
Ooh, they just had a Wolverine versus Predator miniseries. Ooh. That was great. It's like each issue was kind of a bit of a flashback story to um, this one Predator that kept coming back and hunting Wolverine. And, it, and you know, so you get a bit of a current now, like current day Wolverine story where he's like him and the Predator fighting and it's stalking him or he's stalking it. But then it'll, be like, it'll flash back to like Wolverine when he was like feral Wolverine in the wild right. and then Wolverine in Japan and Wolverine and with the X-Men. And so it, it time jumps a bit. And uh, so you get different times when this predator will have come back trying to find him or and then get defeated and go and I think at one point. Uh, I think Wolverine has it, you know, it forces it to leave its helmet behind and like Weapon X kept, takes, you know, takes the helmet like the mask. Yeah. And then he, Wolverine uses the mask as bait to get the Predator to come back. And, yeah. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps it up for us this week. I think so. I think the people are probably sick and tired of hearing just us talk now. Probably. But uh, if you're not, thank you. Thank you for sticking around. And um, if you would like to, you know, for the low, low price of three dollars a month you can become one of our patrons and support us on patreon uh the true patreon slash true north nerds.com something like that if you go on patreon and search true north nerds you'll find us um yeah for three dollars a month it helps us keep the lights on you know pay for our hosting fees and pay for our uh, the licensing for our our theme music and kind of just you know it's a nice thank you let let's us know you're out there and that you appreciate us um if you can't that's great. We still love you. You know, just uh, give us a thumbs up. Share us. Find yeah. a friend that you have that is also in the nerdy stuff and say, hey, listen to these guys for a little bit. And then get them to listen to it. And then another friend tells a friend. And then, that, and then next thing you know, we're the biggest thing on the internet. I know. Ooh, I'm, 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 I'm reaching. That be something? Oh, jeez. I don't know if I want that stress. Uh, <laughs> you I just... Imagine having Mr. Beast's money. Oh, pff. Yeah. I wish <laughs> we could buy our day job. No, I don't uh, want it. And, uh, but yeah, so here's a shout out to when you get your $3 a month, um, you get a shout out on every episode when we can find the, the list, uh, and our shout out and thanks go to drew. Mike, Yay! Yay! Uh, Mike, Mike has a, uh, a very thriving 3d printing, uh, Instagram account and uh, he does TikToks too. Does a bunch of like fancy uh, like takes on Pokemon and some other stuff. Uh, his work is really cool. Go like him on Instagram. You can find one there. I think it's Maple Printing. Uh, he's a good guy. He's a comic collector too. Oh. I keep getting him. St- I keep trying to convince him to buy stuff from the store. Um, Brent's friend Alex, who he does a second podcast with, that you can hear. As a patron of our channel, it's available to our patrons. It's uh, got you got to hear this. And then uh, Karina, thank you very much. Teams Wood, uh, teams Team Woods, they have uh, provided us with our wonderful uh, website, our landing page, where you can find us at truenorththirds.com. Yay! And you can uh, you, find all of our Heather links. Heather and Trent, Heather yes. and Trent, our Team Woods. Ooh, yay! Thank you. And last but not least, 
the one and only, our friend Rex, who is Rex. gracious enough to give us our, our, our outro at the end of, of this episode and our intro and outro for Tales from the Collectiverse. Um, we know he's always listening, and whenever we bring him up, it makes him laugh or fall off ladders, sometimes both. So, hopefully neither this time. Um, so I guess that's about it. Where else? Are you doing anything else right now, Kev? You got anything on the go you want to promote? Uh, not at the moment. Um, what about let's... your, any, any, uh, shows, any, um, improv stuff going on? Uh, well, there is an improv show, uh, as you're listening to this, this Friday, March the 8th in Aurelia, uh, at the opera house. But at the time of recording, which is the Friday before that, it is already 92% sold out. So, oh, wow, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm not actually performing this month. I'm uh, doing tech in the booth, but our group will be uh, having uh, having a ball. Uh, what's what's to... your troop's name again? We are the old dance hall players. Uh, you'll, you'll, if, uh, if you... If you visit any some of the local resorts, you may see us in the summer. We have uh, standing gigs at Fern Resort on Lake Kuchiching uh, near Casino Rama, and also new this year, Bayview Wildwood Re- Resort on Sparrow Lake. So we're doing two shows a week. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and you know it's um, these resort shows are geared for families, uh, so. Uh, you won't hear anything that child's ears w- shouldn't hear. Um, our shows, like at the opera house, they can get a little more adult. Um, so, oh, I'm also teaching improv at the moment too. Um, we are in the middle of a six-week run of improv classes. I'm sure we'll run another session uh, at some point soon, and I will let you know if uh, if that comes up and you're interested in taking improv classes here in the Aurelia area. Awesome. Um, is there like a website or Instagram or anything social that they can yeah, follow? Yeah, we are to... at the old, the old dancehallplayers.com. We actually have that website. And nice. uh, our Facebook page is fairly active too. So Good. How about you, Ryan? What are you up to these days? Uh, well, other than uh, making a special appearance every Saturday at Big B Comics, where I'm working. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, other than that, uh, just here and uh, still doing Tales from the Collectorverse. Uh, uh, you know, Ed uh, Snowhawk Campbell and I just recorded our our second episode of the season of the year, uh, our February episode, uh, just last night, and it's live already up on the website. It's in the feed just before this episode. If you want to give that a listen, you can hear him and I talk about uh, all the cool. T- toys and collectibles we bought and the ones that are announced and the ones we want to buy. It's great. We had some good toy talk, so it was good. He's on the road. So we had to do it, uh, via Skype this time. Yeah. But, you're uh, usually, uh, we usually get to hang out live in his yeah, bunker, in the bunker or out on the back patio or on my, in my living room. But, uh, no, he's uh, super busy right now. He was live from Atlanta. Ooh. Yep. So, um, and then that, yeah, so you can find, uh, find us both here on True North yep. Nerds. Uh, you can follow our Instagram at True North Nerds and, um, our Instagram for Tales from the Collectiverse is at Tales from Collectiverse. Oh, I'm also to... thinking about going to Toronto Comic-Con Ooh, because three of the, uh, cast of Star Trek Strange New Worlds will be there and doing a panel. So if you see me there, please say hi. Yeah, please let us know. Like if you ever run into us somewhere, whether... You know, just let us know. Say hi. 
tell us that you like the show. We'd appreciate hearing some Thank feedback you. from you. Um, so yeah, I guess that's about it. So with that, we'll uh, we'll get out of here. Sounds like a plan. Okay, see you next time, everybody. See ya. Oh, for, wait for Brent. Obama's Day. Uh-huh. Nice impression. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.